Hello, everyone. You are tuned in to CK Huddle, the podcast that unpacks and simplifies complex money, accounting, and tax topics that impact the bottom line. I'm Ignatius L. Jackson, CPA, and my co-host is Eric Pierre, CPA. We are practicing CPAs with a knack for translating tax and accounting topics into a language that is easily understood. This podcast is for everyone, working professionals, household managers, retirees, business owners, professional athletes, boomerangs, college students, and yes, you. It's time to increase your money management IQ, so let's huddle up. Hello, everybody. Today's a special, special episode. What is the big deal? Did I get drafted into the NBA and get a contract with the Phoenix Suns or Houston Rockets? No. But if those teams are listening, I ain't willing to play. No, today is our one-year anniversary of the CPA Huddle! I am Eric Pierre, one of your co-hosts. And I got my co-host in Phoenix, uh, where they have the team with the best record in the NBA, the number one overall seed for the NBA playoffs. Ignatius Jackson. <laughs> yes, sir. What's up? What's up, everybody? Um, yeah. yeah, so number one seed in the NBA confirmed, I believe as of yesterday, the, yes. the Suns. And so we're pretty stoked about that. Um, this is a, it's been a phenomenal season. I, that's all I can say. Uh, yeah. There's, there's no team, I think, within what, like eight or nine games right now. Um, that's how far ahead they are of everybody. So Let's see. I'll, I'll that's check pretty crazy. Stand- um, Let me check the standings. Hold on one second. How he? It's pretty crazy how we went from one of the worst teams in the NBA to one of the best teams, uh, or the best team, I should say, not one of the best, the best team. Yeah. So, yeah. The next cool. closest team is the Memphis Grizzle, as we lose to tease them. They're actually the Grizzlies, nine games back. Uh, now, Ignatius, you went to Arizona. Now you went to Arizona State, right? Yep, went to Arizona State. Okay, because the your rival Arizona Wildcats lost to my hometown Houston Cougars last night. H Town, the Elite Eight. Congratulations, Calvin Sampson, Coach <laughs> Sampson, University of Houston with the big upset. Uh, throwing the cougar. Yes, sir. Out. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, I did not go to University <laughs> of Houston, but that was my hometown college. So I was good to see the boys in Scott Street doing well. Uh, it's been a while since the five slam a jamma era, and now they get to play Villanova on Saturday. So by the time this is recorded, the Cougs will either be in the Final Four or they'll be home. So awesome! Awesome. Glad to hear it. Yes. That's a sweet, sweet deal. All right. So, one year of doing this podcast. Man, time flies. Time flies. I know. Uh, We had a lot of good conversations. Went through a lot Mm -hmm. of interesting issues with the the uh tax code changes congress oh. a lot of crazy stuff happened Red, fire reddick and so i mean yeah fire reddick fire Let's all go congress Brandon. as far as i'm yeah. concerned <laughs> so they're they're taxing they're taxing all of us ordinary joe american citizens 
without even having to pay taxes. What's the way we're paying taxes right now? Inflation. Inflation is out of control. Gas prices, food, I don't know what else is going... I mean, everything you want to buy is just getting insane. I know. You should have seen my apartment renewal lease as I'm waiting to get my house built in North Austin. You know, my rent went up like 20%. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah, 20% to decide if I'm going to do six months. But the thing is, I don't know if the house is going to be ready by the end of this year. I have to talk to the builder. I have to go month to month. But either way, man, oof. Oh. Man, at least I have the means to pay for the increase. Doesn't mean I enjoy it, but um, I feel your pain, America. I, I almost fell up with this chair when yeah. I saw the... You know the gas prices. I mean, I go to Costco, but still to pay four hundred three for premium. Oh man, four hundred three—that's better than here. It's like four eighty for premium here in Phoenix. You don't go to Costco so, at Costco. Oh, at Costco, wow. that's four eighty at Costco here in Phoenix. Wow. So the regular is like four thirty, I think four thirty or four forty, something like that, uh, for regular gas here in Phoenix at Costco. Man. So. It's, it's, you know what's funny? <laughs> so here, here's the interesting thing. Yeah. Before the gas prices started shooting up significantly, uh, Costco had, I, most of the times I went to Costco, there was really no line. Uh, or there was a small line. Yeah. Now the line is going out to the freaking street at every single Costco you go by because they have some Dang. of the cheapest gas out there compared to everyone else. Same, same here. Uh, you know, and it's like, oh, yeah. Now, now everybody's starting to use their Costco membership and get gas, and they're driving out of the way maybe to go get some gas to save a few bucks. Oh, well, it's a little more than a few bucks now. It's maybe uh, I'm say, like, uh, like 10 bucks or 15 bucks. Uh, yeah, because so, like, kind of, kind of car drive. I know, because I'm saving like 40 cents a gallon, even though there's a gas station right across the street from my apartment. Last Saturday, I went to get gas. The line was so long, I had to turn around and wait a couple of days. And yeah, I mean, in fact, I had to renew my membership. <laughs> the gas crisis kind of will remind me. Just to get gas. Yeah, because I used to, I used to use it for gas. Yeah, and it's, rental it's cars. a good time to invest in some Costco stock, right? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I, I use Costco my membership for gas and then some of my uh, business travel. Uh, but you know, Nacious, you gave me a discount code. That I'm not going to share on air. Which is, uh, you know, legal by the way, and ethical. But Ignatius, you know, my co-host here has helped help me cut my rental car bills in half with a discount code. I didn't know that I had access to for years. I, I was shocked, and so I stopped using it to book cars. And then the, when I saw the gas prices, I was like, mm, I need to uh, pay for that again. So, because it's a single guy, it doesn't make sense yep. to buy a lot of that food, man. Especially when the fridge in my apartment's not that big, I could, I can't store that stuff. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Oh man. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see. But I am strongly considering buying some Costco stock because I think it's going to be uh, up quite a bit in the next quarter. Uh, yeah. So yeah, let's okay. see here. Um, <laughs> we had a lot of good stuff that happened this last year. I mean, yeah. I mean, we uh, remember the podcast we had some- grew. Guests, our guests, we had phenomenal guests. Remember, we had people like Darren Heitner talk about NIL, and now it's getting, 
you know, if you follow college sports, it's getting crazy. Like the NCAA can't control yes, that. Sir. Um, JR Tolver. Yep. Uh, we had him. Remember we had um, what's his name? Uh, John Garrett, the f- f- comedian in CPA. You know, <laughs> I'm going to say this. Uh, dear AICPA, the fact that you don't put people like John Garrett, Ignatius Jackson, Laurelyn Wilson, who will probably have in the podcast someday, and Jason Stats, his episode was awesome. These four people are not on any list for distinguished accounting professionals. You need to, whoever makes these lists needs to resign. You have a cush job. It's embarrassing. You keep putting the same people on these lists. You put people as influencers <laughs> or industry who have been sued several times over. I almost sued one of your one of those influencers. By the way, we were this close, and I would have won. And I would have won, won a lot of money. My lawyer talked me out of it, even though my lawyer would have made a lot of money. I would have won. I would have won because he abused my name, image, and likeness, by the way. He broke that law with me. Man, AICPA, man, we hustler backwards. And in the few black professionals you recognize, well, I love my black people in the industry. Okay. But yeah, Jason Stats is not on that any list. You, Ignatius. Got one of the biggest YouTube followings for under 40 as a CPA that's not shady. Should be on the list. Laura Lynn, one of the best TikTok (laughs) profiles ever, makes accounting cool. Can't get on on, on these big lists. John Garrett, who is actually a funny guy. By the way, uh, Kelly. You said that a, a tax lawyer, a t- tax lawyer is funny. He's not funny. John Garrett is actually funny. Not the tax lawyer in Queens. <laughs> I'm sure the tax lawyer in Queens is a great guy. He's very knowledgeable. In case you're hearing, but you're not that funny. That's what we've had to learn the last uh, year. I mean, the, the, the industry <laughs> has let us down. Yes. It makes us look it's bad. True. It's true. It makes us it look bad. It yep. makes. I agree. They said that that nerdy. I agree. A lot of talented people. Funny. They said he's funny. When John has actually done stand up comedy. But because he doesn't go to these societies. Because you four don't part, join, join these societies and kiss up and pay your dues and bow down to Caesar. You know, and in the other other organization for the black CPAs, the big black CPA organization, I'll save my take for you another day. We'll leave it like that for now. Oh, my goodness. It's not, it's not pretty. Oh, Lord. Our industry in the last year has let us down. We care more about patting ourselves in the back than serving our clients. That's what I've seen in the last year. It's embarrassing. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So, uh, although those are some 
not so good things. There's been some good things that happened in last year. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we've had some good growth uh, on the podcast and yes. you know, within both of our firms. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we've had a couple good, you know, questions or comments and reviews and all that good stuff. Yes. So we're definitely looking to grow things. We would love to have more feedback, more reviews, uh, more comments, um, you know, ways that we can uh, improve things or questions that you might want to have answered, all that kind of stuff. So if you're listening in, I would just say, you know, keep that in mind. Um, we dealt with a lot of changes in tax law, which, oh. you know, could argue is a bad thing. I think the fact that we were able to kind of help educate and um, get the word out to people was a positive thing. Um, Shout-outs to the employee uh, retention it. credit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Shout-outs to the for e- yourself. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's it's been a very uh, good thing for us, that tax law change. You know, by the way, Nations, did you know? Because yeah. uh, we were in the running uh, for a large company that chose another outfit. Uh, so I don't want to give specifics, but in one of the conversations, this company has a tax attorney that wrote the legislation for the original ERC. Did you know the ERC has actually been available for a long time, but it was only available if you suffer disaster, like a hurricane or tornado. Right. Yep. Yeah, and a lot of people don't that know actually. that. So, yeah. so for uh, business yep. owners, you listening, you saying the employee retention credit is too good to be true. The employee retention credit's been around for about 30, 40 years, but you had to suffer a natural disaster. Then Congress made it available for everybody during the pandemic. Um, you know, President Trump exactly. signed, that's, that's signed the Consolidation Appropriations Act to where that if you took PPP, you could still get it because... You could get it with PPP, but it made it harder. Then they stripped that barrier. And then, you know, the current guy in office that I'm not thrilled with um, signed for Q3, Q4. And it says, I'm just joking, Q4. But so talk about tax law. You know, right now there's legislation with the Build Better Act. It was a BB. I I don't know what that thing's called anymore. Is it the Building Better BBB or Building Better Act, whatever it's called. Um, they're talking Biden about disaster pre- plans, what I call it. Well, yeah, I know. But <laughs> they're looking to add Q4. Now, now you're going to be a proponent of it because it has something like the PRC. Yes, there, yes. Huh? I, I'm in a pro- uh, this version <laughs> adds back Q4, Q1, and Q2 <laughs> this year. So I, um, I'm conflicted because as a capitalist, this it's created a niche industry. And while I've said things like let's go branding tongue in cheek, um, I kind of want Brandon to put these things in the law. <laughs> I don't, I'm conflicted. Even though, even though, even though this could you know hurt you, I'm still on the fence of I no no more. We we're we're largely through the worst of this pandemic. You know, we're not seeing as many hospitalizations and deaths as we were at the beginning stages. Right, right. I, I just, I'm at the point where we got to stop spending money. I mean, we, inflation is already hurting this economy and adding more money to it is just going to make it worse. It's going to make it even worse. No, I mean, it's going to make it better. Yeah, you, you could argue that it's, it's cool. It's good. <laughs> yeah, that's what you... 
<laughs> that's what your buddies in the White House think. Uh, <laughs> well, and and I'm being sarcastic. But, uh, uh, you know, it's <laughs> funny. You know, the last two administrations, I think it's put money in my pocket, so I'm apolitical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. There's and this, and I've said this before. To be fair, like this has been on both sides of the fence. I mean, that, yes. the first, the very first bill that we did, the CARES Act version number one, I thought was somewhat okay. We, no one knew what was going to happen at that point. It was trying to create some some you know finances Stability. to hopefully stop the economy from just exploding. You know, so the first one I could, I could, I could get on board with, but everything since then has just been uh, misstep after misstep. And this is on both sides. I mean, even the one that was signed by uh, Trump before he left office, uh, bad. The second CARES Act, bad. I mean, all of it to me has just been uh, too much, way too much. Yeah. And, you know, we got to stop the bleeding. I, I... I don't know. I didn't want to make this podcast about the ERC or, or the, the the tax law. That wasn't the intention. It's more about our anniversary. But you know, but, but it was a big part of yeah. last year. I mean, I, I will say but, this: yes. I think the real issue that they're not addressing that for the economy to restabilize is that the supply chain has to be fixed, and most of the laws yep. that have been passed have not are not addressing that. You still have these delays at the ports, right? right? You have unions taking advantage of these things, and then you know the the infrastructure issues we're having starting to rue its ugly head through this thing. So uh, I understand the build, Building Better Act is supposed to improve the infrastructure. We'll see if it actually happens. I don't mind the intent, especially driving around Austin. The roads are crappy, man. <laughs> for all for the expensive housing we pay here, geez. You think of the property taxes they can at least fix a pothole in downtown Austin. Yes, I'm looking at you, Mayor Adler. But <laughs> well, I don't, I don't. Well, maybe there's a little extra infrastructure stuff in that bill, but that the infrastructure was actually stripped out into a separate bill, and that was already passed. And so, I, I that's why I think the the Biden disaster plan. I've came up with a new name for it that I'm calling it. Uh, Not the American Rescue is. <laughs> <laughs> that is. <laughs> Oh Lord, these names are so bad. Anyway, uh, the the only one that was actually somewhat good, I thought, was the CARES Act one. That was actually a, yeah. that was a pretty good little acronym that they had for that. But most of them, they just been trying too hard. Yeah, um, but but it did help a lot of so, wealthy people yeah. with the carry backs. That was hilarious. You could carry all the way back to 2015. Yeah. And that, that's exactly who it helped the most. You know, a lot of the people. Oh, my, cl- my wife with the clients appreciated so, that law, yeah, by the way. Yeah. And so did my bank account. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Well, I'm still hopeful that the thing doesn't pass, but they're trying to revitalize it. They're trying to, like you said, make some modifications that will get the two holdouts on the Democratic side of the senators mansion uh, and cinema right so mansion and cinema yep so we'll see we'll see um and to complicate things even more now we're dealing with this conflict with ukraine and everything that's going on over there so i mean 
I'm really con- I'm really yeah. concerned yeah. about yeah. that yeah. shot. Um, man, first of all, anybody listening, if you're a Ukraine, if you're of Ukrainian descent, you're uh, you became a citizen. You have Ukrainian family members. We uh, empathize with you. Um, it's um, you know what's interesting. I didn't know I I didn't know a whole lot about Ukraine until this. But did you know, like, it's one of the most mineral-rich countries in the world. Um, the amount of farmland. Yes. They have no farmland to feed, like, yeah. a few hundred million people. There's a lot of minerals in there. There's a lot of yeah. uh, minerals uh, for nuclear warheads over there. So this, it's just, you know, what people don't understand, like, you know, Vladimir Putin used the propaganda campaigns to get, his, to get his people to go invade. But that country is extremely mineral-rich. It impacts a lot of what we do here in the United States. And, you know, you should go Why read up on that. Why do you think he'd be doing what he's doing? Right. But just saying, like, if you're listening. I mean, that, that's the whole reason why he's doing what he's doing. If you think about it. so I know, but I'm just saying, but if you don't understand Ukraine conflict, look up Ukraine. Look at the minerals. Look at what we import from that country. It's a big deal. Like, this could actually be World War Three, And what's scary is... In the last yeah. year, now you're starting to see that nuclear weapons may be used. And um, so if you're invested in a defense company, you may want to invest in that right now. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, you know, we, we hope that this comes to end. And uh, we res- I definitely respect the people that state of Ukraine uh, defending themselves. Um defending their land they've done a great job holding back but this is man i i mean in our lifetime we had the gulf war which was a big deal uh but the but the world was more united against saddam hussein we had afghanistan that seemed to be clear cut but this one's gotten this one's really murky now and i'm i'm afraid this may be my our generation's vietnam this thing's I don't see this thing yeah. ending quickly. This this could end up being our Vietnam War. Uh stay tuned and this definitely, could really definitely. and this could this could hurt the economy later this year. So I know a lot of you think that oh what does it do with me? Look it up. Uh, there's a lot of stuff over there that impacts what happens here. And uh, yep. uh particularly like cutting back on Russia oil imports and OPEC not making up their production. That's part of the reason why oil prices are going up. As much as I may not like the last few presidents, the president is not why oil is going up. This is one of the reasons why is this conflict and the decision not to use Russian oil and OPEC liking the prices and not want to overproduce to to avoid the beginning pandemic when oil was dirt cheap. So keep that in mind that this war has a big factor in the price of oil. Just keep an eye on that. Yeah, but don't. Don't you think that we, in theory, if we wanted to, we could produce more oil ourselves here uh, independently for ourselves as well, though? I yeah, mean, but this country doesn't want to tap oil. into its reserves as well. Yeah. It, that's the that's another that's yeah. a separate discussion. We probably have some of the oil industry explain that, but yeah, I mean, it's not yeah. the Keystone. It's not the Keystone pipeline. I don't understand personally why. Like now with frat the fracking laws, we can make enough oil to not bring in any, uh, with and not touch the reserves. So I need somebody in the industry to explain that to me. Right. 
Yeah, no, we, there's still uh, not even the whole Keystone Pipeline thing. Whatever, who cares about that? But yeah. I'm more so just talking about like, hey, we. My understanding is there's a bunch of uh, permits, like drilling permits and stuff like that, that require the federal government to approve it, and they're basically just sitting there uh, on hold. And that that to me that could be hurting our supply here in the U.S. Yeah. as well which might be one of the reasons why we actually even needed to buy oil from Russia. I don't know why we were ever buying oil from Russia uh, to begin yeah. with. I mean, it's, you know, it's just crazy to me. And, you know, if we're looking at going to other places like uh, Venezuela, I think they were talking about, and Saudi Arabia and some, you know, some of those Middle Eastern countries, I mean, why are we not just going to do it ourselves here instead of putting ourselves into a similar predicament with some of these other places? where it might come back to bite us down the line. I don't know. Yeah. So, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody in the oil industry uh, want to talk to us, educate us, so, please, please come on the show. We will gladly have you. Because if we're wrong, yes, uh, we'll gladly admit absolutely. it. You just need to tell us. Show me why we're wrong. That's all I have. Well, all right, everybody. Um, I mean, I don't know if you have anything else, but, you know, just, hey, congratulations on one year. My illustrious co-host so hopefully <laughs> well, we'll congratulations have to you and, and I many hope, more I, years yeah and i yeah. hope this year that you get your recognition with the um in the industry you know you've done a great job uh one of the things i like about ignatius he really works well with small business owners i've met i've met quite a few of this guy's clients you know traveling to phoenix going to the conferences with uh directed ira and you know he's he always brings his clients they really love him he really does a great job of walking alongside so you know i hope you get your due this year uh obviously you know growing revenue wise is is the best sign of respect but it's nice uh if peers if our peers would acknowledge that it's really rare to see that and for having clients willing to come and you know talk to me about you and you not feeling insecure i'm gonna take your clients i gotta give you credit for that i don't care to do that yeah hopefully yeah, this year absolutely. we'll have an episode when you finally got a 40 under 40 recognition but i roll my eyes at the ascpa because oh. um we'll see you know start they have they have people the ascpa recognizes people on the list they're not even cpas which i don't understand Ugh. Yeah, makes no sense. So, what, well, everybody? That's our anniversary episode. Thanks for tuning in to us. Thanks for a year, and uh, hopefully, you continue to listen. And we'll be back with some more cool tips and tricks and all that great stuff uh, on our next episodes. So, talk to you later. Thanks for listening to CPA Huddle. Add us to your listening rotation by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. Follow CPA Huddle across all social media platforms. And for more information about the services provided by our firms, check us out at www.iljcpa.com or www.pierreaccounting.com. We will be back to huddle up soon.